In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What is the deal with a patron saint anyways? Is there a reason for a church to have a patron, much less two, like a few parishes have? Just down the road in Corpus Christi, there is a parish that is named All Saints. And no, don't worry, having All Saints as a patronal title doesn't make them more holy or more favored than us. So, what is a patron saint? Well, a patron saint is many things all wrapped into one. First, the patron is someone who looks after the parish or keeps an eye on people who are engaged in a particular profession or endeavor. Now, sometimes in the Protestant understanding of the saints, we sometimes relegate them to just people who have died and gone before us. Well, that's true. The saints are people who have lived a life of faith and have indeed died and are now resting in Christ. But we need to remember that the saints are also still alive, and they're alive in Christ. Jesus himself speaks of the dead as not dead in spirit, but living. That is why the Jews refer to God sometimes as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they understand that those three of the patriarchs to still be quite alive, thank you very much. And for Jesus who reminds us that God is not God of the dead, but the God of the living. With that understanding, we venerate these saints, like Christopher, who are special to us. Christopher is very much alive in Christ. So a patron saint is someone who is praying to God on our behalf. Just like we ask others to pray for us and to keep us in their prayers during times of distress, even times of thanksgiving, the saints also offer up prayers for us who are still living here in this world. That is part of the imagery of the first portion of the book of Revelation. And it is also what Paul says about a few disciples who have fallen asleep. And Jesus himself tells a parable in which A rich, dead man is interceding for his family, but is repeatedly told, no. We sometimes, in our desire to not appear popish, or to be like those Roman Catholics over there, we sometimes tend to forget that the saints are constantly interceding for us. And with the naming of this parish in honor of St. Christopher, we are assured of his prayers as well as those who have gone before us, who were members of this parish. Now, we do have to be careful about what we say and do when it comes to praying to the saints, because, in fact, we do not pray to saints. The saints are not miracle workers in that sense, like a lucky leprechaun or a genie in a bottle. We pray only to God. And the God in Trinity that we recognize as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It is God who is the grantor of all of our requests, not the saints. So, for instance, 
Many people from other denominations pray to St. Anthony because they have lost their keys or have misplaced their wallet, and they say something like, St. Anthony, help me find my purse. Well, no. We don't pray to St. Anthony to help us find our lost items. We pray to God that we may find them. But we hope that St. Anthony is praying to God as well for us. St. Christopher is the patron saint of those who are traveling. And many people pray to St. Christopher for a good journey. Well, no again. We pray to the Lord God to protect us from harm. But we rest assured that the other saints in the heavenly places are interceding for us as well. And when we're traveling, perhaps chiefly among them, St. Christopher. In the Apostles' Creed, which is one of the earliest of all Christian creeds, and we say it each day at morning and evening prayer, there's this curious phrase. It's, I believe in the communion of the saints. It isn't just, I believe that saints are being fed with the mystical body that we are receiving here, but are receiving it in a deeper reality. Rather, Communion is prayer. It is time with God. The communion of the saints is partly the constant prayers that they are saying and praying for us. One of our own Anglican bishops, William Forbes, has used the term advocation of the saints rather than how it's typically termed as the invocation of the saints. And he explains it as, we ask for the saints to pray with us and on our behalf, but we most certainly are not praying to them. So, to answer the first part of the question, what is a patron saint? A patron saint is a saint who prays for us, intercedes for us in heaven taking our needs before God just as we take each other's needs who are still here living in this transitory life to God whenever we pray. The second thing a a patron saint is is a model for the parish to follow as we walk together. We examine the lives of the saints so that we too can learn how better to follow Jesus how to imitate his ways. And because these men and women are human, just like us, they give us encouragement, especially when we fail, because we come to learn and recognize that they too have failed themselves. Peter denying Jesus three times. James and John wishing to call fire from heaven. All the saints struggle just like we struggle. And in that way, they become examples for us to look at and say, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. There's a children's song. I sing the songs of the saints of God. and Each one of the, uh, the stanzas ends with basically this prayer of, if they can do it, then I mean to be one too. 
Think about all the children who want to hit a golf ball like their favorite player, or they dress like their favorite musician, or as some of us grow older, we might want to drive cars, kind of like what the hottest Hollywood stars use. But see, the saints, we can use them as examples for encouragement in our lives. All of us can pray like Saint Benedict. All of us can be kind to others like Francis. All of us can set examples for the unbelievers in our lives by loving them like St. Patrick. Christopher, as our patron, sets us up for the example of being bearers of Christ. If you take a glance at the icon here, Christopher is carrying Christ, is bearing Christ across a raging and dangerous river. The story is that Christopher ferried people on his back across this river as a service to Christ until one day a small child asks to be taken to the other side. Christopher puts him on his back and begins to make his journey as usual. But with each step that he took, the load of the child grew heavier and heavier until Christopher himself was in danger of drowning. When he reached the other side, Christopher said to the child, you have nearly killed me. How can you be so heavy? I felt as if the weight of the world was on my shoulders. And the child replied, you have carried not only the weight of the world, but him who made it. For you have carried the Lord Christ, whom you serve. If you take a look at this icon, you'll see Christ carrying a sphere. That's the orb. It's Christ carrying the world, holding the world in his hands. All Christians are called to be Christ bearers in this world, taking Christ from the safe confines of the church into the dangerous places of this world. We as the parish of St. Christopher's are called to bear Christ, but also to bear the weight of this world. Yes, sometimes it may seem like it will kill us, like it will drown us, but Christ is still with us and will not let us drown. We as the parish of St. Christopher's needs to bear Christ out from this place and take Jesus into places where we sometimes think Jesus just doesn't belong. But when we look at the Gospels, where do we find Jesus? We find him with the poor and the suffering, the sick, the hungry. Jesus went to those places, those villages where bread was sometimes scarce. Jesus wasn't in the ivory-topped palaces. Jesus wasn't eating and drinking with kings and princes, with governors and proconsuls. He never met them until, that is, they condemned him to death. Rather, Jesus was in the muck and the mire 
of the daily lives of everyone. And you see, that is where Jesus needs to still go now. Jesus needs to go to the slums, to the bad sides of town, to the places that are across the tracks. We need Christ bearers. We need Christophers. That's what the name means, after all. Christopher means the person who bears Christ, who carries Jesus. We sometimes talk about inviting people here, inviting them into the church. And yes, that is part of it. But we also need to be taking Christ out. Taking Christ out to the places where we don't think he might be welcomed. St. Paul writing to the Romans says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But. How are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We, here at St. Christopher's, have a special duty, a unique calling, if you will, to bring good news to those who have not heard. Bearing Christ to this world, even in times and places where we sometimes think it might be dangerous is part of who we are. It isn't about traveling to Africa or China or the Ukraine or Korea or Iran. It is, though, about bearing Christ in the world of Portland and Taft and Gregory in Corpus Christi. It is about evangelism. And sometimes we Episcopalians think evangelism is a bad word. But what evangelism means is to proclaim the good news. Good news. Especially to those who have not heard. Let us all be Christians. Bearing Jesus where we are, as we can. And even if the waters threaten to drown us, even if the rivers and currents threaten to knock us off our feet, Christ Jesus himself will be with us, will keep us safe, and will give us all the grace and courage that we need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.